Kristen. And I'm Jess. And we are Swifties Anonymous. All right, so Taylor Swift's debut album, right? Yeah, so this album was released October 24th, 2006. My 14th birthday. Wow. (laughs) But, I mean, to be fair, most of her albums have been released in, like, October or November. So I don't think she picked it necessarily for me. I think it was just a Friday. It is a funny coincidence, though. As much as I want it to be for me. Yeah. I just don't think it is. (laughs) so what was what was your first impression of this album when did you first listen to the album um so I never actually listened to the whole thing like as a kid because I had received the burn cd of a bunch of random stuff and so I only had listened to probably pretty much the singles I don't even I don't think I listened to any of the deep cuts until I listened to it to the do the podcast Mm -hmm. and uh I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Did I you think... have the whole album? No, as I a think kid? for no, I, I um as I mentioned before, I just downloaded or I bought the singles on iTunes because, you know, back then I feel like didn't really appreciate the whole like buying an album thing. Like why would you buy the whole right. album when you could just buy the popular songs? So yeah, I never We've really listened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never really listened to the this whole album until probably when it was on Spotify. So I, I don't know if that would have been before she took her music off Spotify. Because she was on Spotify for a while before, like, she took the catalog really? down, right? Do you remember? <sighs> I don't know. Vaguely, I feel like, like maybe, maybe when she was. Spotify first came out, it was like first a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So was I don't it know. Back At when you point... had to have a Facebook account to have Spotify. <laughs> you guys remember that? Yes, I do remember that. I had, I. That was so stupid. <clears throat> yeah, it really was. I had Spotify, like, in 2012, 2013 is, I think, when I first started using it. So I can't remember. Either way, I listened to her album at some point there or when she came back. I listened to the debut album. And, yeah, it was it was good. But, um, you know, at that point, she had so much other music out that, you know, yeah. it's, it's a beginner album. It's, it's nothing crazy. At the time, sure. it probably was, but... Yeah, she's only listening gotten better. to this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Knowing what she's capable of now... Mm-hmm. And like hearing this album, I mean, it was a great starting point, um, but uh, <laughs> some of these songs, yeah. man, and it's like, like, I don't want to call them filler songs because I know that she put just as much effort into the non-singles than, yeah, you know, as she did the huge hits, but oh man. Well, I mean, she wrote but these to be songs written by, yeah, when she was like 14, probably. Yeah, so... exactly. A couple of them were written when she was like 12. So, I mean, you can't hate. Yeah. On that's a impressive. song written like that when when you're 12. So, no. you know, that's why I hesitate to say filler songs, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. How, you can only be so good when you're like 14, 15, 12, whatever. Exactly. So. Right. But I mean, three of the songs on the album, she wrote completely herself. And then the rest mm-hmm. she wrote and I guess co-wrote, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think I saw like a little snippet from an interview with Liz Rose where she says that when she wrote with Taylor, it was less about writing with her and it was more just being her editor, which, you know, Mm -hmm. says a lot about Taylor's songwriting, especially as a teenager, to just be that good already and, you know, really just need some editing. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Pretty interesting. 
so I, I didn't really look at any reviews or anything, but um, did you know if this oh, album yeah, so, got pretty good reviews? or? So it seems like the critical reception at the time, it was pretty like six, six out of ten-ish. Um, yeah, but there right. was one interesting uh, quote from the Pitchfork review. So none of Taylor Swift's albums were reviewed on Pitchfork at like as they came out because Pitchfork didn't do that until yeah. Ryan Adams, 1989. They reviewed that and got a little bit of backlash for it, which, duh. So <laughs> how dare they? Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of a lot of things to say about ryan adams 1989 which we will get there when we get yeah, there but should save so that. that album did get like a 4.0 mm-hmm. while taylor swift's 1989 got a 7.7 7. so Fair. i mean that totally tells fair. you all you need to know not that pitchfork is like perfect all the time i yeah they usually have something good to say but usually just take their reviews with a grain of salt anyway so when they went back and reviewed taylor swift taylor swift um let me find this quote here. Wait, did this get rewritten? Uh, Someone went in and edited this to where it doesn't have the exact quote. I'm going to cry. Okay. Wait, on the actual Pitchfork review? No, just on Wikipedia. Oh. But I'm going to just pull up the actual one. Because it was worded so nicely that I could just read it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> How dumb. So Pitchfork did give this a 6.7, which... Oh, wow. Pretty good Not bad. for them. I mean, and especially for... That's... Hmm. It's a little high. That's a little... That's a little high compared to what they gave 1989. Like, if they gave their debut a 6.7, right. they should have gone higher with 1989, but I guess Clearly. I don't write for Pitchfork, so there's a reason I guess I don't write for Pitchfork. The Pitchfork review said, The album turned out to be a solid, spunky, yet reflective country record told squarely from the teenage perspective, as opposed to the Can You Believe Someone So Young Sounds Like That packaging that weighed down former teen sensations like Leanne Rimes, which (laughs) they really do (laughs) call out Leanne Rimes, but it's so true when you think about these, uh, when these pop stars get young as teens, it's because of their giant, crazy voices. Can you believe they sound like that? Yeah. Leanne Rhymes. Um, but Taylor, with her songwriting, really set her apart. Yeah. Cause she- and it really was kind of a, I think the Wikipedia article mentions that it was uh, kind of an untapped market at the time as far as country music written by a teenage girl for teenage girls. Because yeah. teenage girls, how many times can I say teenage girls in one sentence? <laughs> Typically don't listen to country music. I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah, maybe I mean. That's kind of a specific demographic, I guess. But yeah, yeah. I um I've read before too where she said like basically her songwriting was a w- or her music was a way to get her um songwriting out. I guess it wasn't really about her voice. Her voice was just a way to get that that message across. So yeah, that was yeah that's kind of a cool thing that like you said set her apart. It's I mean her voice is good too, but it's yeah. that songwriting. Yeah, that it's really not like she's that stood out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt like eight times no, there. No, go ahead. But, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, her voice is not bad by any means at all. No. But um, especially on this album, there's some some runs that, that do uh, they do happen. Um, but her voice is mature. She really a lot. goes for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that that's a testament to her dedication too. Is she knew that she doesn't have 
you know, a super crazy, powerful, strong voice. So she still takes lessons for her voice. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the way to do it instead of just being like, well, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, and Bob Dylan can't sing like, but he's (laughs) one of the greatest songwriters of all time. (laughs) Wow. Calling out Bob Dylan. Okay. Even Bob Dylan admits that he can't sing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I'm really excited for the re-recordings. Oh, yes. Um, hearing she's her gonna adult re-rec- voice. She's going to do this album, right? I, it sounded like she wants to do all of them, but okay, I'm yeah. really excited that she started with Fearless because... Oh, man. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Can't wait. April. Right? It was April. It's coming mm-hmm. out in April? Yeah. I'm yeah. Excited. Yeah, she did the old secret message. Oh, yeah. Her favorite. Her favorite mm-hmm. thing to do. We'll those Easter eggs. Um, Love those Easter eggs. And just one other thing about this album is in one of one of the reviews i don't know if it's the pitchfork one i think it maybe is where they compared her to hillary duff pop yeah <laughs> which is hilarious because man that really dates the album i mean we love hillary duff like yeah i mean you love especially yeah you i was her? a huge hillary stan i did she was my first concert yeah uh yeah i loved her in lizzie mcguire and then when she came out with <sighs> albums McGuire. i mean that was everything um but Taylor Swift could never. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she could never. Um, do you remember when she did an AMA on Reddit and someone asked her what her favorite Taylor Swift song was? Hillary Duff did? Yes. I feel like I remember this, but I don't remember I don't remember that question. I don't remember anything else about the AMA or anything, but someone asked her what her favorite Taylor Swift song was and she said, Welcome to New York, and everyone was like, What? No, that's not true. How can that be your favorite song? Like, I don't know. I just <laughs> Why can't she have an opinion? I don't know. I just I don't think they believe her or something. Now I need to find this. Well. Wow. Was cool. it back in the day when AMAs like they had like, I'm here with whoever helping me? And oh, I don't know. sometimes it just seemed like it was them, you know, the person that worked for Reddit or like someone um like from the celebrities like people answering the questions and not the actual person i don't know it seemed like that was kind of a uh, yeah, thing for a while I don't know. well we'll have to, we'll have to look just really up, didn't seem like these people were actually doing amas maybe that's what it was that's i don't know there lie. was some suspicion around that answer for some reason i don't remember why so don't quote me on any of this but that it just so reminded funny. me and don't quote me on any of this stuff about reddit because i i feel like i'm straight up making it up don't quote anything that we say on this podcast ever let's just go <laughs> ahead and just put that out there or attribute the quote to us but don't don't take it as fact yeah, I mean, this is just a Take it as truly opinionated fiction. Yeah, this is just an opinion piece, guys. We don't know anything. Indeed. All <laughs> right, so do we get into the first song? Yes, Tim McGraw. When you wow, think Tim McGraw, she just came right out the gate. Yeah, with, with this. The hit. Her very first song on her first album, her first single in the first 2006, everything. summer of 2006, I guess. That's so. I mean, what are your? How do you feel about the song? Just I guess. What do you like um, it? Do you hate it? Yeah. So I love this song. I mean, it was. I'm pretty sure it was the first Taylor song I heard. I didn't. I don't remember if I necessarily liked it that much uh, when I first heard it, but I mean, it definitely grew on me. Mm-hmm. And listening to it again, I mean, it's just nostalgia. I know, big time. From the very first, like, chord or whatever, that first little bit of the song, it just immediately, mm-hmm. like, I get goosebumps. 
You're just transported back. Yeah. I mean, which is 2006. Totally what the song's about. Yeah. You hear a song and it transports you back. So it's perfect. Yes. (laughs) Definitely captures that feeling of when you think whatever. Mm -hmm. Hope you think whatever. When you think, when you think blankety blank, hope you think blankety blank. So, so do you have a little background on this? Yeah. A little bit of background on this song. Um, she wrote the song in math class. I guess she was sitting there humming the melody and she knew the guy that she was dating was about to go off to college and they would break up. So she thought about all the things that remind him of her and Tim McGraw being one of those things. I guess it was based, it was kind of inspired by her favorite Tim McGraw song. So I just kind of picture her in math class. I guess she actually recorded um, a voice memo on her phone. I don't know if it was How? like the melody. I don't know. What I guess phone? maybe. Did she call her? 2000, well, 2005 at least, or I guess you have Or earlier. Yeah. There's probably a voice memo thing on a flip phone, right? Maybe. But imagine having your phone out in class and not getting it confiscated. (laughs) Well, it says that she left class, so maybe she, like, snuck Mm. off to the bathroom or something. I don't know. I just picture, I mean, I don't know if everyone's familiar with Gilmore Girls, the greatest show of all time, but... Um, yes. the episode where Zach comes up with the melody. What's how does it go? Write that down. Up, down, it, further down, down a smidge. What? Exactly. That's how I picture Taylor coming up with the melody to this song, and he's like trying to call home to leave like a a message from from Luke's diner. That's and maybe how I that's what she Taylor. did. Maybe she called home from her cell maybe. phone and left it on her answering machine. Yeah, I guess she. She wrote, like, once she had that idea in her head and she met with Liz Rose or whatever, the girl that helped co-write some of the songs or edit her songs, mm-hmm. and they sat down at a piano and wrote it in, like, 15 minutes, which is awesome. Those are the best songs. Wow, that just reminded me of something totally yes. off topic, but still a little relevant. Okay. Um, the Jonas Brothers song, SOS. <laughs> um, I remember Tell seeing, me more. like... A- some sort of like behind the scenes thing it had to have been on disney channel i guess it was around the time that came out as a single and it was it was just like this really short interview with them about the song and he was like yeah like blah 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 with this girl and like i was just really upset and i I wrote this song in like 15 minutes Mm. and that's all i remember are you comparing sos to tim mcgraw because of course not (laughs) i would never do that but it's just like why is it such a thing for songwriters to be like, yeah, I wrote this song in 15 minutes? Which, I mean... The inspiration I get comes it. If flowing. Like, exactly, yeah. I mean, if it comes to you that fast and it just like, if the song writes itself, then a lot of times it is going to be amazing. But mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I also heard, legend has it, that Kanye West wrote... Um, Don't you dare bring his name Heartless. into this podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I know that you can't like both Kanye and Taylor, but... No, Heartless. Legend has it that Kanye wrote Heartless in 15 minutes, too. That is his best song. Kinda. I mean, we had to choose. Except for the one about Chick-fil-A. Wait, what's the one about Chick-fil-A? Closed on Sunday. Closed on Sunday. You my Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, that one. Oh, man. (laughs) Wish I didn't know it, but... uh. Okay, so back to Tim McGraw. So, yeah, her high school boyfriend, Brandon Borello? I think is his name. So I guess this song was just the, she said that it um, was to capture the sweetness and sadness of loving and losing someone. I which mean, I think she nailed it. Yeah. I mean, that's totally 
the feeling you get. That bittersweet feeling reminds me a lot of strawberry wine, but you know. Yes, it really is strawberry wine too. Or the, not the teenage version, but the G version. Yeah. (laughs) So. PG. (laughs) The PG version. I guess she does say dancing. Right. Dancing, you know, PG. Have you seen Footloose? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) So so this song really captures not only that feeling of nostalgia and, you know, longing or whatever, but also... Mm -hmm. That country pop mid 2000s sound. Yes. I mean, it is, it's a real time capsule as far as the sound, the way the music sounds. Um, And the way she says blue jeans, the way she says truck. (laughs) It's, it's so good. Yes. I love the accent. So, I mean, is that, we cover, I mean, is there anything else to say about the background? I think we've, we've got the, we've got the background down. Yeah. Now, I mean, we go into the lyrics. Yes. So, which, yeah, the lyrics. I mean, what do you have to say about the lyrics, Kristen? I mean, nothing. <laughs> Tell me about the lyrics. We haven't already said. No. <laughs> um, but it, this does contain a lot of her uh, pretty standard tropes. I would say this is, mm-hmm. I mean, since it was her first, her first song, her first single, first everything. Um, this is just... She really hits all of a lot of her tropes. So we've yep. got the foundation has been laid for her tropes. Exactly. You got you got your eyes. You got your dancing. You got your dress. You got your specific time or month, September. You got a letter. You got nostalgia. You got nighttime. I love it. Oh, and repeating that first verse at the end. Yes. Which she does in so many songs. She yes. doesn't a lot on this album specifically. Mm-hmm. But she has done it pretty much her whole career, which, I mean, genius. Yep. And she lays that, that classic Taylor um, thing as well of mentioning s- specific details. Yes. Um, like the little black dress, obviously Tim McGraw, the blue jeans, like you said. But yet the feeling is still so universal. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if like, you didn't I... have that exact experience. You can still relate. So exactly. Yeah, I didn't have a, a boyfriend that was going off to college that I didn't <laughs> see the moonlight dancing off the lake or whatever. Um, but when I listened to the song, yes, I did. You did. And I'm I'm we just all sitting did. there laying in that pretty dress like in the music video with holding the radio or whatever. <laughs> the iPod. That's that's me. That old fashioned iPod. A Walkman. <laughs> That's me. I'm just That's I'm laying you? there and I'm thinking thinking about it. Oh Got wait, so one more question though. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Oh, the sparkly blue eyeshadow. Wait. What's your question? What? <laughs> what? What's your Tim McGraw? Oh gosh. Like that someone who you don't know anymore. What would you want them to listen to and think of you? I, t- I mean Taylor Swift, obviously. <laughs> I mean, it truly depends on the person. True. But what's yours? Maybe yours is oh, more Oh, I don't know. Well, I was thinking, well, I was thinking about this a while ago, but I was like, when you think LCD sound system. It really rolls off the tongue. <laughs> yeah, nails it. When you think passion pit. Now that one works. Now that one fits. Ooh, when you think mates of state. Yes. <laughs> Since it's been... 10 years since we saw them in concert. 
Oh, so that's so crazy. Yeah, also, think about that for some little. reason, <laughs> I don't want to get too personal, but I remember when you and your now husband were dating, mm-hmm, or wait, mm-hmm. before you were dating, you just liked each other. And I think he made you a mix CD or just like was telling you about a song. I don't know. That song, Doing the Windmill or something by Architecture oh. in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. When you <laughs> think about Architecture that, like... in Helsinki. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so great. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know why that song just like makes me think of you guys, but it does. Well, I'm, that's... Also, Yesayer, like one by Yesayer. Yes. Oh, oh, one specifically. Okay. Yeah. I don't... The whole album, but especially one, because I know you love that song. That whole album there um, yeah. is such a time capsule for me, too. Mm-hmm. So... And well, for us, both of us. So true. So. But I feel like specifically you as far as like life changing yeah. times yeah. Yep. and meeting your now husband. Yep. And now Yesayer was their, um, one of their songs was our first dance at our wedding. So there you go. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Even though he did, when we saw them in concert, they didn't play that song, but oh well, they're still really good. <laughs> they never do. <laughs> they never do. Um... Oh, so I did have another thing about Tim McGraw, going back to the song, um, that I thought was interesting. When she played this song for the CEO of Big Machine Records, which, what's his name again? Scott Borchetta. We can believe that because he's dead to me. I'm so bad with the name, so I'm (laughs) glad that you... (laughs) He's dead to you. All right. So all Scots and Scooters. Okay, so I guess he won't be offended if that I forgot his name. Probably be more offended the fact that we Kim Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Never mention her. I just, just in general. But anyway, so True. once she played the song for him, as soon as he, or as she finished playing, he was like, that's your first single. Even though she didn't think it was really single material. So, I mean, kudos for him. Yeah. He's got good business sense. Yeah. He knew it. So do we do a rating? Oh, um, yes. Do we, did we talk about the music video? I guess we kind of did. Oh. Oh, yeah, goodness. The, the old yeah, I felt like there wasn't a whole iPod. lot to say. Yeah. What did, I mean, uh, the guy just has his mouth open the whole entire video. And it was very distracting. I honestly remember little about the video, even though I just watched it, because the guy just is breathing through his mouth. What are you doing, bud? Is that actually Brandon Borello? Oh, I don't think it is. No, probably not. Um, I like how she wrote three songs about him, at least. Because this song and... Um, our song possibly and 15. Wow. So he got all good songs. He's probably yeah, the only guy are... that didn't yeah, have a breakup Yeah, and even this song. is kind of, right. And this one's kind of breakup-y, but it's not. It's a happy breakup-y. No, of. exactly. It's just kind of, kind of sad, but knowing that this is how it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> all right. So you said lyric time? Or rating we rate? time. Yeah. Ooh, rating. Out of 10? I think so. Or out of 100? No, not out of 100. That's too <laughs> oh, much. Goodness. That's way too much freedom. I give this song a 6 out of 100. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the scale's 1 to 100, Mom. <laughs> um. So what would you rate this? I would give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. I hate rating things, by the way, because I feel like every song is either going to be... It's just going to fall between six and eight. Like, nothing's so going to quite make a ten. I'm, I'm going to feel bad if it's... You know, I can't do under five, so... Um, right. I'd give this a 6.5. Can I do points? It's good. Absolutely do points. 
Okay, I'll do six point five. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, do I was love torn this between song. six and seven. I should have did six point yeah. five too. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard because, like, teardrop. Tear, well, we'll get to it, but teardrops is probably my favorite on the album. But I also feel like I can't rate teardrops so high because she gets so much better after this album. So, anyway. yeah, exactly. I agree. So six point five. I'll stick with that. All right. Yeah. Okay. So how does it fall? How swifty is it? Pretty swifty. It's like, is it an eight? Like an eight or is that too high? How many, how many dresses out of 10? (laughs) How many little black dresses? How many? Yes. Um, I don't know. We need to, we need to discuss. I mean, it's pretty high. I, I would say, I would say at least an eight. An eight? Okay. Like I on a scale eight. of, I don't know what her least Swifty song is, but I feel like her most just quintessentially everything mm-hmm. Swift is Fearless. Fearless, yes. I feel like that has everything. Well, I feel like you're going to get into the the less Swifty songs once we get to like folklore and stuff. Maybe. True, but she still she still does yeah, those that's tropes. True. That's like, true. Okay. I don't. Well, she never got eight. any. I like yeah, eight. and eight little black dresses out of ten. Little, little black, black dresses. dresses. <laughs> okay so the secret message oh right um on this song which obviously if you're listening to this you're probably a taylor swift fan and you probably already know this but she used to hide secret messages in all her lyric books by capitalizing certain letters or lowercasing certain letters i forget which one it is now but either way the secret this message is, is i feel like in one like one of them she Maybe broke the mold opposite. and did opposite but yeah i think yeah. you're right i think it's capitals but the secret message is, can't tell me nothing. So, did she ghostwrite Old Town Road? Because when <laughs> I think can't tell me nothing, I just think of, ain't nobody, nobody tell, tell me, me nothing. <laughs> can't yes. tell me nothing. No, she would write that song so much better. Um, but that mm-hmm. is the that is actually the Tim McGraw song, I guess, that inspired this, which I don't know if I've ever heard that song. Have, yeah, have you? Yeah. Don't think I have. Uh, I only know one Tim McGraw song. It's not "Live While You're Like You're Dying," right? No. Live. Oh, it's Did not. I just um, butcher the title of that song. <laughs> okay. Well, funny story. Evan, Uh-oh. whenever we'd hear that song on the radio, he would sing. You know, we would always make fun of it if the few times we listen to wow. the radio. But anyway, so he would say, "Live life, do or die in." <laughs> he really thought that's what it was which kind of fits too <laughs> yeah so. you, gotta pick. you gotta pick i will say one of my first con- my second concert ever was tim mcgraw in really? san antonio so you best believe it was rowdy and during you- one of his songs he hold on now during one of his songs <laughs> he drove a ford f-250 onto the stage which had an american flag sticking out the back of it and people went buck wild that is the most Texas thing I've ever heard. I love it. Yeah. And Big and <laughs> so Rich he... open for him. Anyways. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I forgot about them. So did he play yeah. Can't Tell Me Nothing at that concert? I don't know. Oh, okay. You were like 10 or something. or I was, like, How dare I think, you not remember 13. the entire set list? Yeah, I think I was Yeah, 13. why did you not memorize it? I'm sorry. And then the next night I saw Rod Stewart. We need to go to setlist.fm. So it was True. pretty awesome. Um. Oh, we didn't talk about our favorite lyric yet. Our personal oh favorite goodness. lyric. So what is your personal favorite lyric from this song? Um, my f- Or least favorite. But this one, I just have a favorite. I didn't pick a least favorite. Um, 
someday you'll turn your radio on. I hope it takes you back to that place. Oh, so sentimental. There's so many good ones. It's hard. It was hard to pick a favorite. For me, the one I settled on is September saw a month of tears and thanking God that you weren't here to see me like that, which I guess is more than a line. But, you know, I think it all flows, but it's so together. I love how she makes it because when you just say those words, it's like, okay, how is she going to fit that in a song? But the way she sings it, the delivery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, is so good. I know. Can we get a little clip of that? Just kidding. I don't know if we can. Taylor, don't sue us, please. Um, yeah. Yeah. The delivery. I love it. Yeah. I feel like that's sometimes even some kind of weirdly structured lines or whatever, she still makes them sound so good because of her delivery. Yeah, definitely. That was something like that. Um, I remember when my dad saw her in concert and he like, I think our song was out. And I just remember him saying like, I just love the way she like sing certain lines which is funny like my dad saying this but I totally know what he meant like the way she delivers certain lines but like changes it up I don't know how to explain it but I think you know what I mean I do yeah hopefully our listener knows what it means yeah please um email us if you don't know what that means so we can give you specific (laughs) examples (laughs) all right right. so are we done with um Tim McGraw I never want to be done with Tim McGraw, but I guess we're done with Tim I know. McGraw. I could go on for six more hours. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and take a break, and then we come back. We'll talk about Picture to Burn. Okay. Welcome back to Swifties Anonymous. Are you ready for a Picture to Burn? Yes. I just burned some pictures in preparation on our break to really get into the Swifty mindset. Yeah. That's a good idea. So... Just kidding, I didn't. I'm just going to say the only thing I have written down for this song. I mean, I have a couple other things, but the one I have in the largest print is an absolute bop. Bop, all capitalized and underlined. I mean, yeah, I don't feel like I appreciated the song. It was one of the few songs that I did listen to um, when I was younger. And Mm -hmm. I don't don't remember liking it that much. I don't know why. Maybe it's because it was so country. But when I was listening to this album in preparation for this, like... Like this slaps. Okay. This yeah. is so fun. It's very fun. It's funny. It's it's witty. I mean Yeah. I mean who doesn't like about- a good like burning pictures breakup song? Yeah, we all need but, it. Very like Miranda Lamberty. Was was Miranda Lambert making songs like this yet, actually? She was, right? You know, I was wondering the same if that Did was that really a later? thing yet. Was but, she inspired um, by Taylor? No. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Um, so Carrie Underwood's um, whatever song, uh, oh. Key to Car, Louisville Before Slugger, you know the one. Before he yes, cheats, yeah. that definitely had happened already, right? Um. Yes, maybe. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Because it seems. Well, why very... you look it up? Why you look it up? A little bit of background on this song. Can we do that? Yes. Okay. So while she's looking this up, a little bit of background is that it's about this guy who she never officially dated, I guess, which is kind of funny, but she was frustrated by how cocky and narcissistic he was, which we can obviously get that from the lyrics. We all hate him. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently Don't even she know just... him and I hate him. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Do we even know who this song's about? Oh, yeah. Actually, I think I think we do, but I did not write down his name. Um, his name is apparently... Jordan Alford. Oh, okay. There we go. Well, with a name like Jordan... <laughs> 
No, <laughs> I don't know. So apparently, sorry, sorry to, to all Jordan's the Jordans out. out there. Yeah, actually, Jordan's a great name. We know a lot of good Jordans. Um, yeah. Michael specifically. But so she just sat mm-hmm. down at her guitar and found herself saying, I hate his stupid truck. He doesn't let me drive. He's such a redneck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is hilarious to imagine. And um, that basically turned into the chorus. So it was just that raw, angry, frustrated Taylor energy that got put into the chorus. Yeah. I love it. Okay, so Before He Cheats came out August 19th, 2006. Wow. So the same year. So they had... She probably wrote like, this before. Parallel thought or yeah. whatever. Not really because, oh. I mean, Carrie is looking to destroy this car and... Yeah. She's uh, just Taylor gonna... is not really just going to burn some pictures. Yeah. Probably. But she did want to drive the truck. the truck. Yeah. She wanted to drive the truck. But... Maybe... She he wanted to drive her. and crash the truck. Was yeah. Taylor old enough to drive when she wrote this? She's maybe, acting maybe like there's they a reason were, he didn't. Maybe want to, yeah, because in in on the genius uh, little thing that has you know mm-hmm. explanations, uh, oh, no, it one. seems like they were like fourteen when all this well, went down, or at least so, Taylor and her former friend Chelsea, who ended up dating and eventually marrying this guy Jordan. She Chelsea. said that they were 14. Yeah. Well, let's hope that Jordan matured after this. But I mean, he was 14. So I guess we can't really fault him for that. We don't know if he was 14. If he oh. has a truck. It sounds like oh, he's yeah. probably older. Okay. Well, even if he's 16, I mean, or, well, let's hope he wasn't too much older. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's basically the background. Um mm-hmm. And it's funny because I read a quote where she says, now looking back, that she would write the song differently, like the way she would write and feel that pain would be different, which we all know from No Body, No Crime. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> would she murder him a little bit? I mean, I guess that wasn't really a personal experience. We hope that was just like her storytelling, but. <laughs> I don't know. She really did have a boating license when she was 15. Hmm. So she was old enough to drive a boat at 15, so maybe she could have driven his truck. Maybe. I mean, may, I don't know how boating licenses work. I'm not familiar with maritime law, but. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But, I feel like you should yeah, have been I remember 16. A, yeah. Mm, I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe it depends on the state. Uh, let's not get too yeah, into that. An, I feel like, <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little too caught up in this age. Too many Driving debacle. Yeah. Well, some of the fun facts, I guess you could say, about the song was that it wasn't really supposed to be a single until she um, heard how much the fans were into it at the live shows. So that's cool. That's you could, so cool. The, the fans really responded to this. They obviously thought it was fun and a bop. Mm-hmm. I mean, that banjo goes to town and comes right back home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's kind of um, exemplifies how much she does care about her fans. Like, if they respond to a song, she'll be like, okay, I'll make it a single. Um, but where was that with Cruel Summer? I know. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah, we'll get I there. Wish that was, I wish that was the single. But anyway, so should, let's just talk about the lyrics. I mean, what do we think about the lyrics? Let's do it. Um, I think it's so it's so good. Um, striking so the funny. match on all the yeah. waste of time, such invokes such an image. It's so good. 
Yeah. And the way she sings a lot of the lines is so great. Yes. With her, with her accent. Do Can I, I have get a to little sample? Can I get All right. Well, the line that I found extremely cringy when I was 12 and first heard the song where she says, um, you love yourself more than you could ever love me. <laughs> um, but now, I mean, she just goes for it. You know, you can't hate on that too much. I'd like to... I like how you said you were 12 when you first heard the song, but earlier we found out this album Clearly, came out when you were 14. <laughs> but any age, any age before any 16 age, is 12, so. Pretty much 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just. <laughs> but, yeah, I, the lyrics are so great. Like, the, um, my daddy's going to show you how sorry you'll be. Like, Yeah, I, I feel it. like that's so, um, does she have other songs with that? kind of like old school gender role thing i feel like it's yes. not super common but she oh, does really? have some okay i feel like um, i mean it's it's definitely a trope but i don't think it's as pervasive mm, as some of her other tropes yeah i mean love story yeah um, is a pretty prime example i don't know anything with like you know my daddy's gonna kill you or like my daddy yeah. won't let me date you or you know that's that's pretty gender roly but is that not in more uh, of her songs? It's definitely in in some, but I don't think it's. Hmm. Um, I don't know. It's not as it, this song. It's very like pronounced. Yeah. Well, like, it's a country music. Basically, thing. my dad. Yes, exactly. So uh, yeah, my dad's got the loaded gun and also right. a shovel. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> what are we some of some the tropes? Tro- we got pretty. We got tropey. lots of Taylor tropes. Yeah, so I mean, it's not specifically Taylor, but I mean, we talked about it earlier. But I'm gonna murder my cheating lover energy, mm-hmm. very strong. That's definitely uh, female so country music trope. Very, very much so. Uh, we got your truck. We got mm-hmm. your crying. I just feel like sh- she talks about that. Revenge is a big one. Ooh, yeah. Um, and being crazy. Yes, she does. Go especially, tell your friends I'm obsessive and crazy. Exactly. And it's kind of like she does it in a lot of her songs in a way that's like, you think I'm crazy. It's not her mm-hmm. saying that I am crazy. It's she's thinking yeah. that you're thinking that she's crazy. It's all about the reputation. Very. Hmm. Yeah, that's all I really picked out. So it's not a super mm-hmm. tropey song. Yeah. Um, But still. As far as Taylor tropes go. Yeah. More country. I feel like this is one of her more country songs, I would say. Personally. Yeah. Definitely, especially oh that banjo. Yeah, I mean that's the way to countryfy a song for sure. So, did you watch the music video? I sure did. I I think I, I used to it. have this music video on my iPod. Actually, now that I think about it, I think really? it maybe. Which I don't know why I would have bought that. Did it come with something? Hmm. Anyway, I think I ended up with the music video somehow from iTunes. Maybe I bought so it. So funny. Maybe so. was it like a free video of the week? Because sometimes they did that with like up and coming artists. Maybe. I can't remember. But I remember watching this music video a lot. Yeah. So. I remember seeing it a lot too. Uh, but yeah, watching it again as an adult, like it's so good. I love it. And I don't even yeah. like music videos that much. But the he never lets me drive the truck. Yeah. Love that. Telling the story. Yeah. Her friend Abigail, her best friend. Yes, an Abigail sighting. (laughs) Um, Uh, Yeah, so everyone destroying the house. I especially love the guy. Is it the guy that's licking his silverware and putting it back? Yes. Yeah. It's especially gross to think about now, but right. Yeah, I know. That's just cruel. We got a Mr. Nashville appearance. 
Yes. <laughs> um, they're all dressed up like men in black or something. Like they're yeah, secret like agents. secret service. Yes. Yeah. That really adds to the vibe. I love it. You got Haley Williams like spitting in the mouthwash. Right. Which okay. It's not really Haley um, Williams, but you know, right. It, the red hair. Is it her like? It's like her fiddle player. Yeah, I think. Which um, are Taylor and Haley friends IRL? Yeah, sorry, I think they are. Okay. They definitely support each other. Um, is Haley in the Bad Blood music video? Yes, remember I that? think she is. Yeah, because that had like a lot of her like girl crew. Yeah. Not that I don't think Haley was like a part of her girl crew, but it was just like she had a lot of. It's very. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actress and musician heavy music video. Oh, but then the twist at the end of this music video, it didn't it didn't even happen. She's just imagining it all. Oh, yes. Who doesn't love a good twist? Love it. And I love her style. Um, well, in all of these music videos, all the early, I think I already mentioned the eyeshadow, the makeup. And I love her oh, side yeah. swept ponytail and her iconic curly hair. It's so pretty. I guess we'll talk about it more <sighs> in the next one. Girls. But yeah. It's a fun music video for sure. All the fire. Yeah. It's great. It's so dramatic. Yep. I'm here. I'm here for the drama. So did you have a favorite lyric? Yes. So I have watch me strike a match on all my wasted time. I just the what that invokes in my head. It's just it's just perfect. It really sums up the song. But I did have a runner up. My okay. daddy's gonna show you how sorry you'll be. <laughs> just cause it's so like it's so great. Yeah. Um, what about you? Yeah, I I had a hard time picking one because, I mean, this isn't her best song lyrically. It's more fun. Right. You know, it's, yes. so um, I guess, like, the there's nothing stopping me from going out with all your best friends. <laughs> that's a good mostly one. Mostly because of the way she says your best friends. Yes. But, <laughs> yeah, that's probably, like, that's, yeah, that's very Taylor of her. Very. Um, and the secret message in the song is... Oh, yes. Drumroll, please. Date nice boys. Which hmm. something we can all, you know, stand to learn at whatever age. 16, right. 17. 14. 14, 12. As it seems. <laughs> any any age. 25. Really any age. 40. 37. Yeah. So 56. how many of... Her- how many of her fans actually took that to heart and was like, no, I will not date a bad boy? Probably none, but probably she not. tried. Not very many. And I don't think Taylor herself learned, obviously. So Obviously not, because I mean. <laughs> I knew you were trouble. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. So is it rating All time? Right. It's rating time. What you got? So I rated. You want me to go first. Uh, well, yeah, either way. I mean, I rated Tim McGraw. 6.5. So picture to burn. I mean, I I do love the song, but standing the test of time, I'd probably give it like a 5 out of 10. That sounds so mean, but... I know, it's hard. Yeah, because lyrically, it's definitely not... Um, But it's so it's so fun. I don't know. It I, gave it a, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Just okay. because, because I do like it now. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. I didn't really like it then, but I'm just like, you know, this it grew is, on you. It's a bop. I don't know if I would always, like, listen to it if it came up on my Taylor Swift shuffle or something, which is yeah. how I kind of try to imagine my ratings. Like, if I was just shuffling all of her songs, would I skip this? Would I never skip this? That's so, a good, that's a good way. I, I, I feel I like I'd have sure to be in a mood. I, 
Yeah. I know for sure if I don't really like a Taylor song is if I skip it when I'm listening to the whole album. Ooh, yeah. That's true. That's a big oof. Yeah, I have a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to that. But Um, So how how Swifty is this? It's not her most Swifty song, for sure. I mean, we talked about, like, the tropes. There's not that many. It's more country music tropes probably than Taylor tropes. So I don't know. What do you think? I think I'd give it like a four. Yeah, I was thinking something like that. Four pictures, four burnt pictures out of ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I agree. Or four, four pickup trucks <laughs> that she's not allowed to drive. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, All right. that pretty much wraps up. Picture to burn, right? Any that. other final comments? I'm just going to say it. I said it three times and I'll say it again. It's a bop. It's a bop. It is Straight a bop. Up. All right. Well, I'm excited for the next one because it's my so favorite teardrops. on the album. Teardrops on my yeah. guitar. It's her breakthrough I song. I mean, really it even is. inspired a pop remix, which I we aren't really going to talk about, hopefully. But yeah, I like to forget that Doesn't happened. But necessary. <laughs> totally not necessary. I mean, it but was yeah, already was poppy enough. Big. Right. But this her it was her big like crossover hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. which I feel like was definitely a big deal at the time. Yeah. And I feel like we have lots to say about the song as far as the background and subject. Uh, yes, please. Please so, go for it. Um, I mean this obviously was inspired by Drew. I mean, she calls him out by name. Drew name Hardwick. Checks this man. Yeah. Which I think she does that to two guys on this album, so she but, does. I don't At know. Least. I wonder because he didn't even know that he that she like liked him. So I wonder if that was like kind of took some courage on her part. But I don't know. Maybe she didn't care. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she calls him out by name, obviously. But he was a classmate who obviously she had feelings for. But he liked another girl who he would tell t- tell Taylor all about, and she would have to pretend to be happy for him. So the worst. this guy drew friend zone Taylor Swift. I mean, so, wild. Yeah. And to just be a regular dude. Yeah. I feel like I said that really country. A regular dude. A regular dude. And he ended up dating that girl for a few years. So, I mean, I guess he ended up with her, but... um, And he didn't know that Taylor was writing the song about him at the time. I mean, do they ever... Yeah, I doubt she would be like, hey, guess what? I like you. I'm going to write a song about it. So here's me telling you both those things. Yeah. And it's going to be played on the radio worldwide for years to come. Yep. So brace yourself. So let's just talk about Drew's story for a little bit, I guess. Just go ahead and get this over with. Let's dive into that. So I guess later after the song came out, he was trying to call her and um, he was leaving her voicemails and she felt too awkward to call him back. So I don't know if the feelings were gone at that point. Probably. I mean, I just feel like... So this was after the song came out then, Yeah. Yeah. And she probably wrote so, the song before, I mean, a good while before the album. So she probably yeah, so was for over him. him to just, like, try to hit her up way after the fact, yeah. nice try, but nah. Yeah. And also, which this is, you know, whatever, but he put on his MySpace page at one time, my name is Drew and I have a famous song written about me. Email me and I'll give you the details. Classic. So, yeah, what do you think about that? <laughs> I think that's he's just trying to cash in on his what he thought was going to be his fame, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, pretty scummy. It's pretty like scummy considering. Yeah. 
Also MySpace. What he does later. Yeah. So, yeah. On MySpace. Hit me up. I wonder if people actually hit him up or if they were just Probably. like, wow, eye roll. So, so on with the Drew saga. So, two years after the album dropped, Drew and another guy showed up at Taylor's house. And it had been two and a half years since they even talked. So, wild. I don't know. We don't really know if he was going to confess his love or what. But she was basically like, wow, you're late. So, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. And... I'm- <laughs> Two years after the after the song and album came out, like, yeah, probably after he broke up with the girl, because definitely it says trying to cash in years. on something. Yeah. yeah, and I mean the fact that he had a friend with him, like that probably means he was just trying to show off and be like, definitely, you know, his friend didn't believe him or something, so he's like, oh, mm-hmm. let's go to our house right now. I'll show you, <laughs> which is so not cool. whatever. Yeah, I mean, what did he expect? Taylor was already famous. Two years after yeah. the album dropped. Yeah, and like hugely famous too. Yeah. And then just one last little thing, tidbit, I guess, way later in like 2015, Drew and his wife were arrested for assaulting a child. So that's terrible. Not yeah. not only assaulting the child, but from what I understand, they put the child in the hospital by <sighs> abuse. That's like, terrible. Like a, a little kid, like a four-year-old or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's like, terrible. What is wrong with you? So Taylor dodged a big old bullet with that one. Yeah. But, so that's, that's all so a terrible crazy. story, but the song, Tear Drops on My Guitar, that was, that was like my first song that I loved. The first one I probably heard, I think, as I talked about before, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I just, I love the song. I That was one of the first ones that I learned on guitar. So, it's got some good yeah. memories. I remember us covering it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a bunch of times, probably. Probably. But I think it was one of the ones that we recorded in the basement at my parents' house mm-hmm. on that futon. Yep. On like my... With the, the... My parents like... Or, or you being like, I'm going to put it on my YouTube. And me yeah. being like, they're not going to allow that. And... Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I recorded it on my parents' like digital camera from Walmart. It was terrible quality. So yes. it's probably better it didn't end up on YouTube. Oh my but, goodness! Remember digital cameras? Yeah, I know. What a time! Wow. Yeah, a separate. You had a phone if you had a phone, which I didn't have a phone till I was like fourteen. But I had a digital camera before then. Man, yeah. All right, let's not get too so, down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was her breakthrough song. It was the one that I think they they played this on pop radio. So yeah, it put it her really, on the map for sure. Yeah, and it expanded her fan base and stuff. So. Um, but it's a good old song about unrequited love. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's totally captures relate. that feeling. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone's had a Drew that not only didn't like you in the way that you wanted them to like you, but also liked someone else and mm-hmm. told you about it and viewed you Oof. as a friend. I mean, yeah. Ouchie. Definitely ouchie. But the lyrics are so good. So good. I mean, that's, I know we're going to say that about like all of her songs, but. <laughs> right. But this, I mean, this one is just so special, especially since she was so young when she wrote it, but it's still being such a universal feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one and Tim McGraw are some of my favorite songs lyrically on this album. And yeah, me too. I mean, they were the singles too. So obviously others agreed, but. Um, well, they picked well, I mean, the right songs to be singles. 
Yeah, they did good with this album, <laughs> yeah. I have to say. Um, so how many tropes did we find in this? Quite a bit. So I don't know if this is considered a trope, but we're just going to consider it for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, repeating the first verse at the end of the song. Yes. And I love the yeah. way she does it in this one. Fake a smile so he won't see. Oh, it's yes. so sad. It's so dramatic. Love it. Love it. Um, unrequited love is definitely, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, definitely. How many times definitely. do we say that? Um, <laughs> name dropping, trouble uh-huh. breathing. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a big one. This guy is so perfect and I'm not. And eyes. Mm-hmm. Is stars? I guess she doesn't really Ooh. mention stars. I mean, maybe? I, I definitely. That should be one. It should be. Um, also, the trouble breathing just made me think, which I guess maybe we'll talk about this at some point. Um, the one she does, the duet with the Boys Like Girls guy, or I guess just Boys Like Girls, the band. Have you heard that? Oh, uh, my Two goodness. are better than one. And the, the line, I think, is, you make it hard for breathing. I totally forgot about that song. Which I feel like I listened to it. Uh, Yeah. I feel like I listened to it at the time because I remember being obsessed with that one Boys Like Girls song. Um, Which one? Thunder? Or no, um, The Great Escape. Throw it away. Oh, man. That (laughs) That album is so iconic to me. But I don't think I listened to the whole album. I just knew that song for some reason. Yeah, it was big. Yeah. But. But. Yeah, I forgot that she did a song with them. That's so funny. So yes, the the trouble breathing, I that's definitely something she talks about. Yeah, and I guess she doesn't mention in my mind there was a dress in there, but I guess I'm just picturing the music video. Because yeah, I was thinking there was a dress, but I, I guess don't there's think not. There is. So, Which is I mean, surprising. is it okay if we talk about the music video? Let's go. I just want to talk about that just beginning scene when she's just lying on the bed in that beautiful dress. And she's got, like, the gemstones or jewels or whatever on her eyes and on her hands. And she's just laying in that probably super uncomfortable position. And she just, like, holds (laughs) that position for the first 30 seconds of the song. But she just looks so darn pretty. So pretty. Yeah, and her hair and those ringlet curls. Yeah, the glitter. Yeah. Yeah. The gemstones next to the eyes. I I I loved it. What a look. Yeah, so glamorous. And so, so dramatic. I mean, how... How many of us, like, I mean, I know I used to do this. I'd have my iPod, headphones in, laying mm-hmm. on the bed, just, like, listening to whatever, like, sad music I was obsessed mm-hmm. with at the time and just, like, laying on the bed dramatically. Yep. Did anyone else do that? That was Everyone totally did it, look. right? Definitely. Um, and I probably thought I looked like her, but I was really just, like, in my Hello Kitty pajamas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just love the imagery of, like, actual teardrops on her guitar, too. Yeah. I mean, that's not really the music video, but just, like, thinking of her writing the song and like crying and teardrops landing on her guitar it's so great so dramatic i love it so what Um, else did you like about the music video though oh okay so i guess this i mean you know it starts off at school and they're like talking always with the talking in the music oh yeah Mm -hmm. i I love that because it adds to it exactly um and yeah just her you know seeing him with her and him with his chain necklace Mm-hmm. You can just Looking. see her heart stop when she sees him, like, with uh, her. Like, I, I don't know if this actually happens, but I'm picturing, like, a slow motion turnaround. Like, yeah. You know what I I'm saying? like there is some slow motion later. Gotta be. There has to yeah, be. Yeah. Um, also, I, 
I guess they just didn't have enough time to show this. But, you know, when she's in the science classroom and she sees him and pours the whatever into the whatever and explodes, mm-hmm. she's not wearing gloves or anything. <laughs> they didn't show her having to go into like the emergency like shower to get, you know, the chemical, the chemical. Yeah. Shower, she's know? got the eye protection, but no gloves. But no gloves. And it explodes on her hands. And we know, I mean, it's probably just baking soda and vinegar. Right. With some pink food some... coloring. Mm-hmm. But. But we know you would have had to go, like, get the full chemical bath, like, had your head shaven or something. I don't know. Yeah. That w- that I think I'm just been... thinking of Monsters, Inc. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't sock. have been very romantic to show. Um, also. No. It's safe to say that, yeah. Um, Pretty much anything I say is only two degrees away from Monsters, Inc. Also, I guess they apparently, actually, the class they had together in real life was geography. Um, yeah, geography. So. It's just funny that they changed it to science because that's probably more interesting and romantic, you know. Yeah, science, science class thing. is definitely sexier than geometry. What'd you say? Geometry? Ge- geography. Like maps. Geography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, geometry definitely, would be even uh, worse. Ooh, gosh. The worst. The worst kind of math. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, for me personally, yes. But, but yeah, science um, class is always the one. Because you have like yeah. you got your science partner. Yeah, you have to be partners. always group projects. Oh, yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's making me think of Drake and Josh at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm always thinking about Monster Sync or Drake and Josh or both. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy though, like with the necklace, is that Logan Eccles from Veronica Mars? I would say yes, but. Logan was always wearing that puka shell necklace. Oh, that's true. The puka shell. Gots to have my pooks, but definitely a, like the same same kind of vibe. I feel like yeah. Except the for that, Drew didn't like get into fights in the hallway. I don't think. Yeah. No. And at least that Drew didn't. Drew is actually that guy from. Um, I guess he's from One Tree Hill. Never saw oh, the right. show, but I guess he yeah, plays a pretty big it. part in that. So and. I love that he plays Elvis in the movie Walk the Line. I did not know that until I was looking him up for this. So Yeah, that is a fun fact. I love that. I guess he actually is a musician and has been likened to Elvis. So he does kind of look like young Elvis. I mean, he pulls it off really well in that movie. Yeah, when I looked at the picture of... Because I haven't seen that movie in so long. It's it's on our movie list. We need to watch it. It's but, so good. Yeah, he really does. Because him in the music video, I'm like, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. But... You know, hair and makeup, he really does look like Elvis. Um, He's probably, just a side note, probably the cutest, I guess, out of the three guys in these music videos that we've discussed on this episode. Definitely. Not that that's saying a whole lot, but... Right. If we we had to pick. Um, Not to to roast guy in picture to burn, but his neck, the same width as the head. I almost say it's And then wider. the Tim McGraw guy, all, pretty much. Tim McGraw guy with his mouth open. I mean, yeah. the bar is pretty low. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to talk about more, like, of the guys in Taylor Swift's music videos. But, yeah, I don't know if there if there's many that are quite attractive. I mean, I wish she would have just used her real-life boyfriends when she got famous. You know, like Harry right. Styles and Joe Jonas. And, yeah. But um, by the oh, time that the music the videos were coming out, they probably weren't on the best of terms. Um, right. The guy in the love story video, this, was he the I one? I just picture really long sideburns. I don't remember what he looks w- like. Was he the one that was in Hannah Montana? 
No, that was You Belong With Me. Who am I thinking of? That's right. Yes. He yeah, was pretty um, cute. Yeah. I thought he was super cute who, at the time when the movie came I, out. Who is in the love story video? He has dark hair. I need to look him up. Okay. I, I like remember now. Tr- I feel like he's pretty attractive, but yeah, he kind of had weird... I, I'm picturing weird sideburns. Maybe I'm making this up. But there's something I'm about... I'm going to look. Like, if I saw him in real life, he's probably cuter. Um, one other one other comment about the music video is that high school is really fancy because they have hardwood floors in their hallways. That is that like a private I mean, school? Maybe. I mean, that's way too classy. I mean, why would you not just have like that linoleum tile? Yeah, I don't even remember what. Yeah, is that especially what you had if in Taylor is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think linoleum. Because yeah. or I don't is it linoleum? I don't know. Because I imagine uh, if you've got yeah, Taylor probably. Swift spilling chemicals everywhere. I mean, maybe yeah, the, you don't want to ruin those the classrooms, right? I mean, maybe the classrooms weren't hardwood, but I don't know. Mm. But I mean, just imagining kids like with their lockers, like dropping stuff all the time, you'd be scuffing those floors. Definitely. So that's, that's just a side point. Um, yeah, that basically covers the music video. If you had to pick a favorite lyric from this song, what would it be? Um, the only one who's got enough of me to break my heart. Um, yeah, I had the same one. I love that line. I mean, that is just... <sighs> and I love how she takes the chorus so and sings it again, but changes those little key lines. It really yeah. drives it home. I feel like <laughs> so that's good. something that she does do in a lot of songs as well. Yeah, she does. And it gives you that... Yeah. And um, here... Amazing. Like, not that this is my least favorite lyric from the song, but a lyric that always kind of bothered me was in the chorus when she sings wish upon a wishing star does that seem a little repetitive to you i agree it's shouldn't it, it seems be like star? she's right seems like uh, wishing on that wishing star uh, yeah if Maybe you're the, wishing on the star doesn't it make it a wishing star then by it's, definition? yeah it wouldn't it be a sh- it should be a shooting but maybe i don't know hmm. maybe liz rose was like shooting star doesn't flow I'm going to blame yeah. that one on Liz. <laughs> yeah, let's blame that on her. Um, all right. So, oh, and the secret message. Oh, right. Yeah. How could oh, you yes. forget? So, he will never looking. know. He will never know, which I mean, he did. He kind of did later. Yeah. It's. I wish he wouldn't have known. We've all would have been late. better off. Yeah. Probably. Um, oh, I have a funny fact, too, that I forgot to mention. Oh, that's okay. Nice. So... There, this also kind of inspired the first anti-Taylor answer song because Joe Jonas sang the line, I'm done with superstars and all the tears on her guitar in one of the Jonas Brothers songs from that album, uh, Line, Vines, and Trying Times, which I bored myself with just saying that the name of that album. But yeah, yeah. so, Oof. which is funny because that song was not about him. Yeah, why? But and. Doesn't did that album come out like way later after they dated? Like yeah, and please, yeah, no. You think you, you should reference forever outright, and always? Right, you can't no. outright the master. Like no, you can't. Definitely you can't not. come back. And I also feel like um, there was uh, that song "Better Than Revenge," which mm-hmm. was also about Joe, I guess, leaving her for that actress with Camilla? the eyebrows. Camilla, Camilla yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think the Jonas Brothers referenced that song in one of their songs, which we'll have to – I'll oh. do some research and get back to that when we get to that song. But 
Yeah. Hmm. Well. Um, Joe trying to come back at her with, like, it just doesn't work. It just the- makes you sound, um, I don't know. Yeah, petty. What? Yeah. It's, petty. And, and, like, Taylor does petty in such a, like, cool way. Yeah. Because, you know, not to say Taylor's not petty because she definitely is. Oh, definitely. But when you try to come back at her pettiness, it just makes you look salty and... <laughs> at John Mayer. Not... <clears throat> Actually, the Except only for... artist that I... Which no, maybe you're yeah, about you to say ahead. the same thing. Um, The only artist that I like when he referenced her music is Harry Styles. Yes. Which we'll talk about that more, I guess, later. I just feel but... like... Yeah, we'll definitely... We'll cover that. But I feel like his... I feel he wasn't like dissing her. Right. And their relationship, even her songs about him, like on 1989, they're not salty or petty. They're just like, no, she kind of, I think, I don't know what happened, obviously, but it seemed like maybe it just fizzled or whatever, but they had a really good yeah. thing. And they you were know. young. I mean, Harry exactly. had to be really young. Is he younger than her? Yeah, he's, he's 26 now. Okay. And she's like 31. And she's 31. Yeah. Wow. How old was he when they dated? That's interesting. And he had to have been, like, pretty young. Okay, well. Because he looks young in pictures of them together. He's probably, he like, looks, 19, maybe. Yeah, he looks like his little baby self, which Aww, so he cute. grew up. He grew he up in a big way. <laughs> See, it's hot. <laughs> well, she just said it. Watch that Watch um, that golden music video. <laughs> yeah, watch that golden music video, please. Talk about a thirst trap. So, rating. Ooh. How would you rate this song? I give it an 8.5 out of 10 8.5 teardrops yeah so a half a half a teardrop yep <laughs> eight plus a half. um <laughs> well this okay, is like wow. just rating not necessarily swifty scale right that's pretty high that was higher than i yeah. was gonna give it um i don't know i was gonna give it a seven out of ten i feel like my my ratings that's have fair. been lower than yours in general but <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saving. I'm really saving that like nine ten range I for know. just iconic songs. True. But I don't know. It's gonna be so hard because. But this one is just. It's so, it's so iconic. Good. It is. And good. Yeah. The only thing like I took points off for wishing on that wishing star because. Oh yeah. Um, obvious reasons, but. I think I probably took points off just because. I mean it. I, I feel like my nostalgia kind of influences it, so I was trying to overcompensate. I agree. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, but even now, like listening to it, I mean, it's still like it made me want to cry. Yeah. So. It's so good. So, what would on the Swifty scale? It's pretty. It's pretty dang Swifty. Oh no! Wait, the Swifty scale would what? be the teardrops. How many teardrops on her guitar out of ten teardrops? Exactly. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yes. I jumped the gun on that. <laughs> or how I was many? So Let's see. Yeah, either how many teardrops out of 10 on a guitar or mm-hmm. how many faked smiles. Ooh. How many wishing stars did she wish upon? <laughs> yeah. Um, I give it... What did we I mean, give it's Tim pretty McGraw? high. We gave Tim McGraw uh, 8. I feel like this is slightly less chirpy. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't have the dress. I feel like the dress adds points. Definitely. Um, but Doesn't it's her first, date. like, kind of, I don't know, there's there's less tropes, but together, somehow, there's more tropes. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? So I think yeah. I'd probably give it an maybe an, an eight. An eight? I was thinking or seven. Or maybe a so. 7.5. Can we, yeah, 7.5. Can we do points? Yeah. I want to have that half tier drop, so. Got to. 
so that that wraps it up, right? Yeah. So do we great talk first about three it? songs? I mean, I mean, she came out swinging. Yeah, great songs. All three singles, the first three songs on her first album. Good job, Taylor. So good. Yeah. Now the next five are gonna be struggle a little bit. That's but. yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. So do we talk about the cocktail? Oh yeah, we can talk about the cocktail. I guess maybe we can decide okay. if we want to keep this later or not. I don't know. I just feel right. like it's gonna be really hard to keep up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So we're thinking about um, making custom cocktails for a few of the songs per album. We came up with. Did we come up with two variations for a Tim McGraw? We came up with two variations, yeah, but they were similar. So maybe we can. So. Tell them both, and if someone wants to write in and give their opinions. <laughs> yes. So the first one is just a classic Negroni, which is one ounce gin, one ounce Campari, one ounce sweet vermouth, garnished with a lemon peel. But we call it... That is orange peel. What did I say? Oh, you said lemon. Oh, I meant to say orange. I'm literally looking at the word orange, and I said lemon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fruits. They're all the same. I mean, come on. Citrus. Uh, I love whatever. fruits. Okay. So... To make it more swifty and bittersweet is what we're going for here. Right. So I was thinking you make it into a spritzer with, you make it in like a tall glass with ice. Mm-hmm. And instead of straining it into a rocks glass, you put, I don't know why I'm miming this, put some orange LaCroix mm-hmm. and maybe like a couple drops of some sort of flavored simple syrup. I don't think we came up with the flavor. Um, or maybe it doesn't have to be flavored since we already have the orange for the LaCroix. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else would go with it. So let's let's just yeah. say... Just not very much simple, simple syrup. syrup. I would say like a teaspoon. A couple drops to make it more yeah. bittersweet. And, and give it bitter. a swizzle because it's got a swizzle. And I yeah. uh, haven't tried it, so I can't speak to how good it's going to be. Yeah, if anyone tries that, please let us know. But I don't, the I don't alternate recipe... LaCroix. Oh, right. yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Alternate. Either. Alternate, because of strawberry wine, it being strawberry wine too. You <laughs> but pour sweeter. a glass of strawberry wine, or, right? I mean, more bitter, not not sweeter. Sorry, right? A glass of strawberry wine with a couple dashes of Negroni. Uh, I mean, <laughs> a couple dashes of Campari. <laughs> of Campari or Aperol? Did we say Aperol or Campari? Ooh, you said we said Campari, but I do love me some Aperol. So either way, yeah. they can be used interchangeably depending on how bitter you want it. Right. Sounds I think the strawberry wine one sounds a little bit gross, but yeah. the Negroni one is is quite uh I would try it. I definitely want to yeah. try it sometime. So what about picture to burn? I mean, all I can picture is like a flaming something, like a flaming Dr. Pepper or something. I don't know. Yeah, something would have to be on fire for that one. Definitely. Or um, something funny. I guess Dr. Pepper's pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, it would have to contain 151. Oh, clear, yeah. Whatever, like something yeah. strong that you light on fire. <laughs> yes. That's pretty simple. I think. And I, then I like the teardrop that. on my guitar, I don't know about that one. I mean, maybe just a bottle the... of whiskey. <laughs> Not the blue just drink. We want to save the blue drink, right? Just for something more. Exactly. And I don't think um, we probably won't make a drink for every song just because there's oh, okay. way too many. Maybe the singles? This Well, the, here's three singles right here. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, just whiskey. 
<laughs> um, just drinking whiskey would definitely make me cry teardrops on my guitar because I'm not a fan too much. <laughs> so I like it. What else? Yeah, the blue one though should be maybe that should be teardrops. Well, if you have any suggestions, write in to swiftiesanonymous at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and could it just be whiskey with blue curacao? Oh, gosh, it sounds so <laughs> gross. <laughs> it does. But if there's a way you can make, like, the the blue at the bottom. Yeah. Because I the just feel like this one would have to be blue. Have to be the blue one. And it would look kind of like the album. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that, te- that drink would definitely make you cry. And garnish with, like, a guitar-shaped, like, you know, the little cocktail yeah. umbrellas or, mm-hmm. um, like, flamingos, but it's a guitar shape. I'm sure they make those. I'm sure. Pop one of those bad boys in there. I like it. But I don't want to try it. Yeah. I like the idea. We'll let, the, we'll let our listener try it. What's on the next right, episode, so Kristen? Next episode, we will be covering... The next five songs on the album. So, A Place in This World, Cold as You, The Outside, Tied Together with a Smile, and Stay Beautiful. Please we'll write in. Up. Please write in because Please we have write very in few thoughts. To SwiftiesAnonymous at gmail.com and give us your thoughts because, yeah, we, I don't think either of us really listened to these songs a whole lot until recently. So, we're not going to have a whole lot of, a whole lot to say. Yeah, but we will try. We'll try our best. We'll really try. Yeah. Well, until next time. Swifties out. <laughs> <laughs>